Y'all can help me sing. Y'all know this. We haven't done it in a while, but a lot of you know it. The splendor of the King Clothed in majesty Let all the earth rejoice All the earth rejoice He wraps himself in light And darkness tries to hide Trembles at his voice, trembles at his voice. How great is our God. Sing with me, how great is our God. And all will see how great, how great is our God. God. One more time. 
great is our God. Sing with me how great is our God. And all will see how great, how great is our God. Power test, one, two, I'm good. Good, good, good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. I, I, I want to ask, has anybody ever had to do this to somebody? Y'all listening? If you want to get somebody's attention, I got two boys. I got some kids like Colin, been around me a long time. I got, I, I got young kids like Cody and Kaylee, been around me a long time. I got adults in my church I've had to do this to. And, 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 I, and, and let me say this. Nothing gets your attention like saying, look at me when I talk to you. Anybody ever do that? Anybody have to do that? <laughs> Nothing gets your attention like, look at me when I'm talking to you. Look at me when I'm talking to you. Dalton will get out of line. Justin will get out of line. I'll say, boy, you better look at me when I'm talking to you. You see me playing? You see me playing? That's biblical. That's biblical. Sometimes you got to look people in the eye and tell them you ain't playing. Sometimes you got to look people in the eyes and tell them quit lying, quit cheating, quit stealing, quit robbing, quit doing drugs. You can't do that. You can't do that if you're a coward. You can't do that if you try to run from trouble. You do that when you got the spirit of the Lord in you and you can walk by faith and not by sight. And you can look somebody in the eyes and say, look, if you don't change, you're going to hell. If you don't change, you're going to be the same crippled beggar, the same drug addict, the same liar, the same person all your life. I thank God that I'm bold. I thank God that the people that are around me most of the time are bold and courageous. They're not afraid to look me in my eyes and tell me what I need to hear, even when I don't want to hear it. Come on, sometimes. Sometimes our parents said, look at me when I'm talking to you. You didn't want to hear that because you knew they were right. You didn't want to hear that because you didn't want to admit that you were wrong. But this biblical tonight, that sometimes you need somebody to look you in your face and tell you that, if you don't change, you're going to be there all the time the same way that you are. My daddy used to say this to me all the time. My stepdaddy would say, you're never going to have a pot to pee in or a window to throw it out. He was cursing my life. He was cursing my life. He was telling me I was never going to be nothing. I was still standing here today saying I'm trying to be something that, I, that I'm not living under that curse anymore. I'm, I, <clears throat> he would look me in my eyes and he would say, he would say, you're not going to be anything. You're never going to be worth nothing. And I would just try not to look at him because I knew that that was a lie. I knew that God was calling me for greatness, even though I didn't understand that. I really gave my heart to the Lord when I was 14 years old. My aunt had saved up enough money to get me to Lathan Springs Church Camp. And I got saved at Lathan Springs Church Camp when I was 14 years old. And I, they were doing the Oscar Mayer Wiener song. I know I am an Oscar Mayer Wiener. That is what I'd really like to be. I don't remember how the song went, but it went something like that. Y'all know, y'all from the older generation, probably stand up and just drop it like it's hot. But I, don't, I don't remember the Oscar Mayer Wiener song. But I knew that they were preaching that night at Lathan Springs Church Camp. 
and I gave my heart to Jesus. And I know that he covered me under his blood that day, protected me and saved me, anointed me and appointed me for this spot right here. And it's took in some people to look me in my eyes and say, boy, you need to change. Boy, you need to change. Boy, you need Jesus. Boy, you need to change. Girl, you need to change. You need to change. Can you imagine where you'd be tonight if somebody didn't tell you the truth? I can tell you where you'd be. You'd be bound for hell. If somebody didn't look you in your eyes and tell you the truth, if somebody didn't look at you in your eyes and tell you the truth, you'd be going to hell tonight. But because somebody somewhere was brave and bold enough to stand and preach the gospel, look in your eyes, say that with me, look in your eyes, and tell you the truth, not, not, not sugarcoating anything. There's too many watered-down gospels today. I'm not trying to water down anything. I'm trying to tell you sometimes I have to look at you in the eyes, and sometimes you have to look at me in the eyes, and sometimes we got to look the Lord in the eyes. You hear me tonight? Sometimes we got to come face to face with him and say, Lord, what is it you want out of me? Lord, what is it you want me to quit? Lord, what is it? Lord, what is it? My kids got in the habit of saying the, a bad word. They got not a cuss word, but a bad word. And I just told them, I said, boys, you got to stop saying that word. And they say, Daddy, will you use it sometime? Monkey see, monkey do. I said, well, then I'm going to stop saying it so that I can be a good example to you. You know, it comes a time in our lives where we can't just preach at people. we got to look the Lord in the eyes. You're not hearing me tonight. It's not a joke. You've you got to come face to face with the Lord sometime. This is biblical. Acts 3. Got my Bible? If you're here tonight and you wonder why we say got my Bible, because we don't encourage people to bring your Bibles. Amen? One day, verse 1, Acts chapter 3, everybody's there, say amen. amen. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at 3 in the afternoon. Now, I told you this was biblical, watch. Now, a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gates called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight in his eyes. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his full attention, expecting to get something from them. This is what I love what Peter did. Then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have. But what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Taking him by the right hand and helped him up. And instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with him into the temple courts, walking and jumping and singing praises to God. When all the people saw that he was walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gates called Beautiful. And they were filled with his wonders and amazement at what happened to him. Peter said, look at us. 
Look at me when I talk to you. Well, Peter was saying, look at me when I talk to you. Pay attention to me. John was standing there too. Sometimes it takes two to come at you. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes one person just can't get it done. Sometimes it takes a couple of people to come at you and say, look at me when I talk to you. You're going to die if you head down this road again. When Peter and John came to the temple at the hour of prayer, they fixed their eyes on the lame man by the beautiful gate, and Peter said, look on us. Peter didn't want this man to be distracted. If a person gets distracted, he can miss what God has for him. How many believe that tonight? If a person gets distracted, if a pretty girl comes and sits by your old handsome dude with all hair sticking out of his chin, you know, all his hair sticking out, anything, you know, somebody playing with gum in church, somebody getting, letting their kids eat out of a chip bag, God don't want us to get distracted when he's trying to talk to us. That's why Peter said, y'all not hearing me tonight, that's why Peter said, look at me when I'm talking to you. That's why when Dalton or Justin's doing something wrong, I say, look at me when I'm talking to you. Why? Because I have a past. And from past experience, past mistakes, I want to try to get you from avoiding jumping off that cliff that you're heading on. So look at me, man. Look at me. We as Christians need to be bold and courageous enough to say, look at me when I'm talking to you. Look at me when I'm talking to you. Peter didn't want this man to be distracted. If a person gets distracted, he can miss what God has for him. When Miss Vicky has the youth going on, you know, the kids are just rambunctious and crazy and all talking and playing on their phones and this and that and the other, and she's doing her best, and, and her team in there is doing their best. We had to put a cop in there, and the cop's not afraid to say, Look, shut up. You're going to miss God's best for you. I love Chris being in there. I love him being here. I love that authority figure. I love that she loves him being there so those kids will listen. We will put handcuffs on you and mace you and tase you <laughs> if need be. Keep you from going to hell. You're like, dang, that pastor crazy. Yes, he is. I think next week's message, we're going to take volunteers and see who we can tase. That would be fun. I think we should start with some adults first, see if they make it, and then we'll move down to the teenagers. When Peter... Peter wanted this man to play, pay close attention to what he was about to do. He wanted him to really hear. I believe he got right down in the man's face and locked his eyes on the man's eyes so that everything else in the lame man's awareness was shut out. That way, sometimes you just need to focus. Hear me now, focus. How many have been in this message, in this sermons, in this church, and no matter what was going on around you, you were focused on what was being preached. You were focused on what was being said. You, know, you weren't distracted at all. Peter got right down in his face. That's the way we need to deal with people, too, who are in pain. If we are the ones who are suffering, that's the way we need to be looked at. And that's the way we need to introduce people to Jesus sometimes, looking them eye to eye. We need to get close to them so that they can get close to him. Come on, somebody. That way they only hear Jesus. And then Peter spoke to him with the name like no other name. Every one of us needs a name that is stronger than the devil's name. A name that is stronger than your problems. A name that is greater than your needs. 
a name that has more potential than your pain. That name is Jesus. The man was sitting there and he was begging. He had his hand out. He expected them to give him something. You know what? He sat at the right spot by the beautiful gate. How many people know that beggars know how to get to the right spot? They all try to get to the right spot, the right intersection, the right place close to a handout. He, for years, had been in the right spot, so he had learned how to beg. I, I did a message here a while back of people who have learned how to beg instead of fish for themselves. He had learned how to beg, he had, so he expected them to give him something. And I love what Peter said. Then Peter said, silver and gold do I not have, but what I do have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ. He said, Jesus. How many people know that all you got to do sometimes is say Jesus' name? There, there's something special about his name. There's something powerful about his name. Paul wrote, at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Of the things in heaven and the things of earth and the things under the earth, and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. To the glory of God the Father, Philippians 2, 10, every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall say Jesus. It is the name Jesus that is higher than any other name. The writer of Hebrews says he is the holy name. His name is holy. It's harmless. And made higher than the heavens. There is no other name that can make whole the part of you that is lame. Only the name of Jesus can fix everything that you're going through tonight. Only the name of Jesus can fix everything that you're going through. Man, you tell me he's not real. You just look around. He's real. People say, well, I look around, I see nothing but problems. Yeah, but I look around too, and I see nothing but Jesus at work in those problems. You know, it's so easy to look at the bad, but you can find good, especially when you start looking through your new eyes, through your Christian eyes. You can see Jesus everywhere. He's at work everywhere. I was distracted last year uh, of the hell that they were putting some of our kids through over there at the school. They were, they were, seemed like they were just picking on the Christian kids, the kids of this church. And finally, we said, you know what? We're going to go down there and we're going to talk to them. And I, and I had had enough. We were at a football game over there, and, and they did the Pledge of Allegiance. And all the teachers, all the principals, they stayed on the ground while everyone else stood and put their hands over their heart. It had made me pure hot. Here we are trying to make a difference. One nation under God, bring God back into school, and the leaders won't even help us. So I put a little thing out there on my Facebook, and before I knew it, I had 20,000, 30,000 people all over the world commenting on this thing. And you know what? Before they knew it, they knew about it too. Uh, all them teachers knew who had put that out there. It was me. They called me for a meeting. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> now, I'm used to going to the principal's office, <laughs> but it's been a long time since I've been to the principal's office. You know, I went down there, and I went down there with an with a, with a attitude. Huh? Somebody say amen. Even Christian folk get attitude sometimes. 
I went down there with an attitude and I went down there with 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 my way of thinking with my with with just determination to say help me you know let's get the, we're running a hundred kids in our youth program you can't stand put your hand over your heart and you know I, I got a whole new perspective from some of them teachers you know I don't know where they are with God but God told me that day as I was sitting in that office hey I'm in this school already because I was thinking God wasn't in the school and you and I say that all the time. God needs to come back to school. He's not even in the schools. But he is in the schools because he's in some of our students. And he's in some of our teachers. I had to get a bigger picture of his name. That Jesus is everywhere. And as I left there that day, I told Miss Vicki this and my wife. I, I left there that day. There was a door of communication that was open that we can at least now say Jesus is alive. Jesus is real. Jesus is working. And we're here to help. We're not here to hurt. But you know what? We're a force to be reckoned with as a church too because we have Jesus on our side. Come on, somebody. There was a teacher the other day. There was a teacher the other day that was doing stuff in her class. Allowing kids to cuss, allowing kids to do this. She was, she was siding with all the bad kids, and all the good kids were, were being pushed to the side. And the lady confessed that she does drugs. She confessed that she does this. She confessed that she does that. She was letting all kinds of things go on in her class. Someone said that uh, one of the kids even unstrapped her bra strap. I'm like, what? We were getting angry. We were getting upset. We were coming. But God showed up already, and that teacher got fired. Come on, somebody. That teacher got fired because she didn't have no Jesus. We called on Jesus. We got down in prayer. We were headed there like an army of ants, but she got fired. Am I sad she got fired? Heck no. I want to make room for, for, the new, for the new. I hope the new has Jesus. Come on, somebody. I'm not, I, I'm not afraid to ask the Lord to remove an idiot. I'm not afraid to ask the Lord to move an ungodly person. I'm, I don't want any ungodly people around my children, around my family. I ask God in a minute to remove them out of my life if they're trying to do more harm than they are good. Somebody hear me. I remember the first time I heard my pastor pray for me when I was being attacked. He started praying, God, do whatever you got to do to that man. Kill his kids, kill his wife, kill. I was like, whoa, Lord, don't let him ever pray against me. <laughs> but I was thinking, I don't pray like that too much, but sometimes. And, uh, but I, I, I'll never forget it as long as I live. That in his name, there is power. That in his name, there's defense. In his name, there's protection and guidance. And in his name, there is healing. And sometimes you've got to look somebody in the eye a while. Huh? You've been around a long, 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 long time. <laughs> and being an engineer, being smart, sometimes <clears throat> people hurt you or get you hurt if you don't look them in the eye and tell them the truth. Sometimes people will get you hurt. Anybody ever worked around somebody that didn't know what they were doing? Peter put the name of Jesus into action. He reached down and took this lame man by the right hand and lifted him up. And, and it was as Peter pulled the man to his feet 
that the lame man's feet and ankles received strength. The man who had never walked didn't need any help walking once he got up. No, he only needed help getting up and getting to his feet. Instantly he was standing, walking, leaping about and praising God. Sometimes it takes us looking folks in the face, giving them a hand up. And the Lord does the rest. Now they just got him up. They just got him up. They just said, here, come on, look me in the eye. I'm going to tell you the truth. Jesus is the only answer for you. Now get up. It happens all the time in this church. There are broken people that come to this altar week after week, month after month, and somebody wraps their arms around. And sometimes it's the most unlikely candidate. Sometimes I'll go to the hospital and do a hospital uh, visit. Somebody will be in the hospital, a church member or somebody, and I'll get there, and there'll be somebody from my church that I least likely thought that they would be there or there sitting with those people already talking to them. I said, Lord, you were just too good. I never thought that person would do that. I never thought that person had that in them, but they cared enough to go down and help them. Let me give you a prayer. Let me tell you that Jesus is going to get you out of this. I'm asking you tonight, listen to me. The man who had never walked didn't need any help walking. No, he only needed help getting to his feet. Instantly, he was standing, walking, leaping about, and praising God. There are people around you today who need <coughs> for you to speak the right name into their life. Where you got some drink down there? Nope. There are people that need you to speak the right name into their life. There are people that need you to tell them about Jesus. We got family and we got friends. We got co-workers and strangers that need us to tell them Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Think about that for a minute. There are people around you today who need you to speak the right name into their life, the name of Jesus. They need, they, they, they need for you to help them get to their feet spiritually, emotionally, and in some cases physically and materially. It's your hand reaching out puts the faith into action. The Bible says that what good is faith without works? You can preach Jesus till you're blue in the face, but if you don't put your time, your talent, your treasure into action, what good is that? Faith without works is dead. What they did is they said, look at me, look at me, you by the gate, beautiful, yeah, you, yeah, sit here begging for years, look at me. Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I don't have any silver, I don't have any gold, but Jesus Christ of Nazareth can heal you. Now get up and walk. Get up and walk. And you know what? Once they got him up, once they got him to his feet, thank you, Brother Joe. Once they got him to his feet, he was on. He was good from there. Don't you wish, don't you, no, listen, I'm done. Listen, don't you have somebody in your life that you wish it was that easy? You could just pray for them. You could just bring them to church one time. You could just, man, anybody got somebody in their life like that? You could just pray for them. You could bring them to church one time. You could get them to the altar. You could get them to hear the word. Maybe Mary would sing a song. You could just get them there, and they get to their feet, and they sing and dance. A lot of times it happens like that. 
A lot of times it's just one message, one song, one service. And it changes everything for those people. Let me say this to you tonight. I'm a product of that one time. First time, one time, I got to church, Parkview Baptist Church. They did a one altar call, and that's all it took. I didn't go back with a second. I didn't go back the second time or the third time or the fourth time and got saved. I heard the master's call. I heard his name. I knew he was there. I knew he was present. I got up out of my seat, and I went down there and gave my life to him. Like I said, I gave my life to him at 14 years old, but I really gave my life to him at 33 years old. And I'm so glad I did. I'm 43 years old today. Been walking with him, calling on his name, seeing his miracles take place week after week and month after month. He's so real, so powerful. His name is Jesus, if you didn't know it. His name is Jesus. I don't have anything I can give you other than Jesus that's going to last you forever. I can throw you the keys to my dually and tell you drive it till the wheels fall off, but that dually one day will break down and leave you on the side of the road. But my Jesus will never break down and leave you on the side of the road. I can put a saddle on Gus and tell you ride as long and as hard as you can, but one day that horse will just lay down on you. But my Lord and Savior will never lay down on you. And that's what Peter, that, that, that's, that's, that's what Peter and, and, and John did. That's what Peter and John, they said, look, I got nothing else to give you but Jesus. And when the man took hold of Jesus, somebody grab this tonight. When the man took hold of Jesus, it changed his life forever. It is your hand reached out in love and compassion with genuine help that is not born of sympathy, but which is born of faith that will help them stand up. Can I say this to you tonight? Once you help somebody stand up, you don't need to be their crutch. <laughs> Once you help somebody stand up, you don't need to be their crutch. <laughs> Anybody been walking with the Lord know what I'm talking about. They're the same old ones, the same old time, always the same, 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 same bunch. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus is your answer. You don't need to be their crutch. You don't need to spend the rest of your life helping them. But you do need to pull them to their feet so that God can heal them and strengthen them and all the lamenesses in their life. If you're the one who's being helped to your feet tonight, by your Christian brothers, then rise up in faith and walk and praise and sing songs and go different routes. Don't sit there and beg no more. Faith is on the inside of every one of us when we call on his name. Don't place your confidence in the person who lifted you up either. Don't place your confidence in me. I'm just a man. Place your hope and your confidence in Jesus. Place your hopes and your dreams and your confidence in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Don't place your confidence in men or women because they'll fail you every time. I hear people come to my church all the time. They say, well, we used to go to here, but that pastor did this. Or we used to go to here, and I got into it with my youth leader, and we don't go there no more. We used to go here, and we found out that they were doing something that we didn't like. 
Don't place your confidence in people. Place your confidence in Jesus because man will let you down, but God never will. One thing that Dennis Westerman was afraid for me when I gave my heart to the ministry, he was afraid that I was going to move down here and y'all were just going to break my spirit. Y'all were just going to break me in two. And boy, have they tried. But I got Jesus. Jesus has kept me sober and sane. Jesus will keep you sober and sane. You're not hearing me tonight. Jesus will keep you sober and sane. Drug-free from addiction. Jesus is the answer. And if you have, listen, oh, Lord, hear me. I don't want to offend nobody. But if you have Jesus, there's not a better rehab program out there. There's church services out there all the time. There's a little church by my house. I'm going to need some help, guys. God, well, maybe maybe I, if you will help me. I don't know. God, God just told me to do it, but I hope I get some help because they're in trouble if I do it. There's a little church right down the road from my house, and it's two different colors. One side's purple and the other side's yellow. And I've been driving by that church now for several months, and the Lord said, I want you to paint that church. And I said, do what, Lord? He said, I want you to paint that church. And I said, well, I don't even know them, Lord. Well, stop in there and tell them that I want you to paint this church. I said, well, Lord, can I have some help? <laughs> you know, I'm not a very good painter. What will they say? What will they say when I stop in there? Why is it purple and why is it yellow? Are they trying to make some kind of statement with their colors? I don't know. Did they get, they were going to do yellow and they ran out of yellow and somebody gave them some purple and they were going to do purple and they ran out of purple. I'm analyzing all these things. And the Lord said, just help them up. Just help them up. Just help them up. So I stopped there today on my way here tonight. And they were having church. And the pastor was up on the pulpit, and he was just preaching away, and he had both arms in the air, and he had some kind of little thing on. I don't know what it was, but I need to get one. It kind of looked cool. He had like a robe thing on, and he was just preaching away, and I looked through the glass like I was spying on him. And he had two or three church members is all he had. And I went to put my hand on the door, and the Lord said, just paint the church. I said, Lord, I got to know what color he wants. Just paint the church. Lord didn't want me to interrupt him, but he wanted me to help him. The Lord wants us to help people. I think I will look him in his eyes before I paint his church and have him mad at me. <laughs> and then have him come paint my church and me mad at him. <laughs> But I was thinking tonight, listen to me and I'm done. Listen, if you are the one who is being helped to your feet by a Christian brother, then rise up in faith on the inside and help someone else. I got plenty of help around this church when I need something. God has blessed me. Maybe they only have two or three people. And that's why God wants me to help them. Don't place your confidence in a person who's lifting you up or praying for you. Put your trust in the name of Jesus.
He is the one who can heal you, make you walk again, strengthen your weaknesses, and cause you to walk in boldness. He alone is the one who can make you whole. My prayer tonight is that you know that God wants to work in you. Hey, can I share this with you? They've been walking by that lame man for years. And God cared about him and wanted to work in him. Maybe things have been missing you for years. But I'm here to tell you that God wants to work in you tonight. Don't let him walk. Don't let, I don't want to walk by you again. I don't want someone to miss the opportunity to tell you that Jesus Christ loves you. He's real. And he came and he died and he rose again to save your soul from hell. And glory to God for that tonight. Amen. Let's pray together. Sometimes you just got to look people in the eyes, brothers and sisters. Peter said, silver and gold I do not have. But what I do have, I give you in the name of Jesus Christ. Rise up and walk. Some of you have allowed things to cripple you over the years. Rise up and walk tonight in the name of Jesus. Walk away from alcohol. Walk away from pornography in the name of Jesus. Walk away from hate and anger in the name of Jesus. Rise up tonight and walk out of this church. In the name of Jesus, whole and healthy, running and singing and praising God. Some of you tonight will walk out of here the same way you came in with no chains. But some of you tonight will walk out of here with Jesus and be changed forevermore. Father, I thank you so much that you cared about the beggar by the gate called Beautiful and that you cared for us tonight. Thank you for allowing Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. And if there's anybody here tonight that I can give you any advice, just keep calling on his name. Any storm you're going through, any trial, any tribulation, any problem, just say, Jesus, Jesus, help me. And I promise you, I love that song says, your tears have woken the master. Your tears have woken up the Lord. The Lord loves you as much as he loved the beggar by the gate. And for that, you need to dance and praise and sing songs about it. Lord, I thank you for our time together. In Jesus' name, let us look people into the eyes and tell them the truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Somebody give God a praise. Amen. Bless you guys for coming tonight. Amen.